Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast. Uh, this is episode 108. My name is Andy, and each week I'm joined by a special guest to talk about an exciting event from this particular week in wrestling history. Um, a big thank you to John Lister for last week's show. Um, good to have a month of a chat about some of that 1970s world of sport um, stuff we covered. Um, people like Mick McManus and um, Terry Rudge, Johnny Saint. Yeah, I mean, John knows his stuff much more than I do. I think I've managed to just about hold my own, just about. Um, I mean, that's my opinion. You probably thought I was talking a little bollocks, but that's pretty standard for this show anyway. Um, yeah, go and check it out if you had a chance. We also sneaked out a bonus episode this week talking about the uh, Survivor Series just gone, me and Steve, back to the old format, having a chat about War Games, which happened last week. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance to catch that, that would be good. Uh, yeah, and Steve will be back soon for some more. He's very keen to do more episodes, which worries me slightly because he's never very keen to do anything. So I'm not sure if it's a good sign or a bad sign. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to be uh, joined by Side Powell from SJP World Media. He produces about 20 podcasts a week. We all know Side Side's a legend. But we're going to be talking about Starcade 1990. Um, so for all you fans of the Black Scorpion out there, I'm sure there's hundreds of you, maybe or maybe five or ten, um, you tune into that one because the Black Scorpion features very heavily in that. Uh, and then ending the regular season with the week after that will be um, Ash Preston, uh, stand-up comedian. Um, he's uh, loads of his stuff on YouTube. He's great, Ash. He's joining me to talk about the inaugural Slammy Awards from 1988. Uh, yeah, that kind of cocaine-tinged uh, drug hallucination of a of a show. Um, so that'd be that'd be a good laugh to talk about that. Uh, thank you to Black Lakes as always for providing our sexy theme music, and Jake for doing our artwork. Uh, very much appreciated. And go out and check out the uh, Spotify playlist. Bang bang the music. Um, we didn't add anything to it last week because. Um, we didn't really talk about anything particularly music-based last week with John. Um, it was all very 1970. That, that, that top 10 from 1976 was very much pre-punk, so there was lots of European country and Western music, that sort of thing. So it was a, a pretty uh, pretty niche top 10, even for my niche standards. So, um, But I'm sure we'll be adding some more stuff to that this week. But go and check that out on Spotify. Um, yeah, and a big thank you to all those guys who tagged us in their Spotify unwrapped um, stuff this week always very much appreciate always amazes me anyone listens to this show so uh even after 100 and god knows how many episodes it is uh i really do appreciate everybody who listens and supports the show and uh yeah you know i'm a big softy so um so yeah that's all the thank yous and the the, the notices and the upcoming events uh so this week we're off to the uh off to the year 2000 and i'm joined by uh by the author uh steve pearson good evening steve Hello, Andy. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah. I won't lie. I when I heard, when I heard the the Bang Bang podcast, I thought it actually said something entirely different. So you know, uh, <laughs> I was eager. You know, when you get a message saying, "Hey, would you like to be on a Gang Bang podcast?" I was like, "Yep, yeah, sure. I'm there." And uh, then I realised what it was, and well, sadly, I agreed. So you stuck with me. <laughs> mm. I mean, it does feature, you know, semi-naked men in their pants driving around. So, I mean, 
you probably weren't too far off the original, uh, no, original premise. No, but, I, yeah. I don't really have a lot of experience with those sort of events. <laughs> but uh, I generally imagine it's sort of like more guys than girls, if I'm honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Already this, this show's taken a, an interesting turn after the yeah. first five minutes. If so. I sell booked, it'd be a goddamn miracle. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so, um, so yeah, uh, the author of two books, is it? Yep, yep, it's two books. Um, I wrote, I wrote the first book in the Wrestling Noir saga called Real in Memphis, and I wrote a follow-up to that during the lockdown called Real in Dallas, a sort of sequel featuring many of the same characters and a whole bunch new as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how did you, it always amazes me when people, I'm, I'm amazed by people's artistic abilities. How did you, how did you get into to writing these books? Was it? Uh, well, it's, um, it's kind of a strange one. It's just sort of, I, um, I'm quite the reader and, uh, I just realized there's not a lot, there's a lot of wrestling books, uh, mm. and a hell of a lot of wrestling autobiographies, but not a lot in the way of wrestling fiction. So yeah. I was batting for, well, why isn't there basically you know it's it's a it's it's a very fascinating realm and a very fascinating world and there's just very little there that's not fictional and obviously you've got sort of you know hulk hogan's autobiographies and stuff they're blatantly yeah. fictional a lot of them a lot, a lot of uh yeah are fictional or give a fictional accounting of true events and i just sort of i read a lot of wrestling books and i sat and thought god there's some of this stuff you get someone like uh mick foley his original book which was a real eye-opener for a lot of people uh into that genre that read like a like a screenplay anyway i thought at times mm. so i thought i just sort of thought well you know why not just give that a crack just just sort of you know aim stories set within that realm because obviously you know as wrestling fans we know that there are some great stories in that realm in the real world so i thought well if you jazz them up a little bit and stuff yeah and just spin your own ideas off and i think you've got a good sort of solid foundation to tell stories with yeah yeah did you ever um <laughs> did you ever read any of the wwf wwe produced uh books the uh i can't remember what there was one they, they released a couple didn't they in the sort of 2000s they oh, were they, um young adult fiction weren't they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no um no, no, I can't no. say I did, but I, I heard they were a little bit, a little bit colourful, a little bit fruity, a little bit out there, basically. Yeah, yeah. I've like no, I, I crime solving mystery with Stephen McMahon or something silly, but yeah, yeah. It's original. Yeah. I'll give them that. You know, uh, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can remember those books being arranged, but yeah. yeah, I've never come across anyone who ever read anyone around. No, so. I, I just, you know, I've probably had more readers than I have. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, mate, I give you a, I gave you a choice of. Um, did I give you a choice? I give you a few options, and I what show to pick for this week? But well, I lumbered you yeah. this week, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we went with Armageddon two thousand, mm-hmm. which. Uh, that's one of those ones. It's it, it's a B pay per view, but it's a pretty solid yeah. B pay per view, and it's from that era I just love. Basically, I just absolutely adore that period. Yeah, because uh, from I started watching nine ninety one, uh, there and thereabouts. Yeah, and um, you obviously you had it was a two horse race back then. You had the, the World Wrestling Federation and the WCW. Yeah, and um, obviously later on, later along come ECW and other bits and bobs. But this period, it's it's just a little bit before it becomes a one-horse race again, basically, because ECW is still alive and kicking. 
just about, and yeah, just about. alive and kicking just about as well. So it's 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 at that period where it's like one of the last ones before it becomes you know just the WWE for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to go with that one. Yeah. So um, what we do normally on the show is we we do the the top ten in the in the pop charts of this week in history right but i had a look and it was pretty bad because we're getting into the festive period aren't we so it was yeah really, oh dear it was all novelty songs so um what, what was I, number one? Any idea? I think it was bob the builder or something like that oh so, okay well <laughs> never mind a, I. <laughs> so i i've i've gone for something wrestling base so I, i've got a little challenge for you steve Ooh, um so i've uh, got the pwi 100 top 10 for 2000. Okay. And I'm going to ask you how many of this top 10 do you estimate you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to guess. Uh, Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So yeah. How much, how many, so who who would you, who do you think is going to be in this uh, top 10? How how many, how many do you think you'll be able to get right? Oh, it would all depend on the categories, but I'm quite versed in that era. I like to think I am anyway. Okay, okay. So who do you think was number one in 2000? Wrestler of the year in 2000. Well, I'd, I'd say Kurt Angle. So it was Triple H. Ah, damn. Son of a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Number number two is was The Rock. Kurt Angle's not in the top ten, actually. Right, it's PWI. Was... It's Kayfabe the buggery, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes yeah, more yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, what? Who booked that shit? But yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's that one, isn't it? Uh, three is uh, Chris Benoit. Right. I suppose he'd been WCW champion before. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. but yeah. Um, four is Kenta Kabashi. Right, sure. Number five is Jeff Jarrett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is uh, Just Incredible. Right, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven, Mike Awesome. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I like Doc Michaels. Number eight, uh, Jushin Fundo Liger. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Fire in 2000. Yeah. Uh, number nine was Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Jericho had a hell of a year. Hell of a year. Yeah. And 10, uh, Kinsuki Sasaki, number 10. So, but I suppose Austin was injured for a lot of this year. Yeah. Undertaker yeah. was only came back sort of midway through the year. Yeah. Um, so I suppose and Triple H probably we'll go back and talk about it. actually when we go through the show he he had this is this was his sort of big year as yeah. himself yeah. is um as a as a main event guy but Jeff Jarrett in two thousand two thousand see I like Jeff I tuned into AEW for the first time in about two months because Jarrett turned up especially for Jeff Jarrett yeah I, I won't lie oh, I, I, I am a Jarrett guy but. I won't. I watched that. That, um, that isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that episode live. Uh, I stayed up to watch it. I think it was when it was um, in that period where the clocks had gone forward or gone yeah. back, whatever they do. So, say so AEW started in midnight rather than one o'clock. And I was awake and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll watch it, see what, see what happens. And that was like the first segment on the show was uh, Jeff Jarrett turned up. I was like, fuck you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah. he's, he's had uh, an interesting year too you know <laughs> oh i mean he's uh on one of our previous episodes um uh we had a um 
guy from Bristol, Dave Mercy, who used to uh, promote chaos in Bristol. He used to be a wrestler. And yeah. he, um, I think he booked Jeff Jarrett, was involved in booking Jeff Jarrett for a show at some point. Sure. And he said he's like uh, the most charming man in the world, Jeff Jarrett, but a complete yeah. grifter, basically. <laughs> you know, he would charm your pants off and, you know, charge you 200 quid for the privilege. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like you said, in 2000, we're getting to the last knockings of WCW yeah. last year. We yeah. covered Starcade 2000, which was a bit of a stinker, to be honest, yeah. the last Starcade. That's not good. Yeah. And ECW was only sort of months left in the tank as well. Steve Carino yeah. was ECW champ at this point. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I, I had the privilege of working in the Frontier Wrestling Alliance a few yeah. years after this um, show. And I had the pleasure of meeting Jerry, uh, Jerry Lynn. And my Lord, what a lovely man he was. Mm. But I could not believe at the time they took the belt off Jerry Lynn and put it to Steve Carino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, that is a massive, massive step down. Yeah. Know? And yeah. again, I, I, I say that having met Jerry Lynn a number of times and found him absolutely wonderful, wonderfully pleasant human being. But even still, I was like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> you know, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so in WWE, the previous pay-per-view to Armageddon was um, Rebellion, which was a UK show, one of those UK pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, but before that was Survivor Series uh, 2000, which was um, Kurt Angle, The Undertaker, for the world title. Mm. Austin and Triple H, where they show a few times in this show when Triple H gets dropped from 40 feet in a, in a car. <laughs> And then comes back like two weeks later. <laughs> uh, the Rock and Rikishi was also Survivor Series. Kane and Jericho, which we get a rematch in this show for. But that was kind of the, that was the, yeah. um, the pay-per-view previous. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is live from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Yep. The only ever, the only WWF, WWE pay-per-view ever held in Alabama, apparently. I've got to say, there's not a great abundance of them that can, that ring, ring no. the bell. No, no. Is Conrad there anywhere? He strikes me as, you know. Uh, he must have been, mustn't he? He must have been in there somewhere. <laughs> you think so? Just selling Just a dodgy mortgage or two, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2000, yeah, yeah. Um, the second ever Armageddon, obviously the first Armageddon was the year previous. That was the famous Vince versus Triple H match. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, when Stephanie turned at the end. God, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the intro is is, is that classic oh, intro, Jim Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just I'm a real fan of this era, just stylistically. This era, just all the uh, the lovely black and white grainy footage, you know, all dramatic and shit. You know, it's like yeah. like a bloody Schindler's List or something. It's, I love all that stuff. It's no one does it, but I'll, I'll, I'll give the devil the dues. The um, the Survivor Series stuff this year with Ozzy Osbourne, I thought was yeah. like bang fucking on. You know. Hmm. Uh, oh, the road. Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy Survivor Series? Uh, on the whole, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm in and out on the modern stuff. Basically, mm. I'll tune in for the bigger shows, but I can't follow it week to week because yeah, there's a lot to follow, isn't it? You, oh yeah, God yeah. You need to be like long term unemployed to follow wrestling these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so you know, yeah, but yeah, the the, uh, the main event stuff, the bloodline stuff, is. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's good, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy. I, it's um, if you go on the internet, 
wrestling's dead. It's on its ass. It's horrible. And no one's watching it basically. But if you actually go into it blind and just not be aware of things, you most shows you generally have a good time. Basically. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Also, I did I dip in and out of these things just because I'm kind of busy and stuff. But I, you know, oh, yeah, I, these I, days, I, didn't yeah. even, I didn't even know Survivor Series was on. Okay. Night, basically, that's sort of how in and out I dip. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes it having these, these pay per views on a Saturday night as well probably helps sometimes. Oh God, yeah. You know. Well, you got to remember that this this um, Armageddon show. Yeah. Over here, over here in the UK, I don't know if you've got American listeners or not, but over here in the UK, they used to put them on like one a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, and by the end of it, you just if you're still awake, it's 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 a shocker basically. Yeah, but, yeah. But I used to start for all of them, you know. And it's like now it gets to sort of like they're, they're still on one a.m., but they're usually on Saturdays now. When I'm yeah. at work the following day, yeah, and it gets to like two a.m., half two, and I've had enough. Basically, it's like oh, I'll catch a rest tomorrow. Fuck it, you know. Oh yeah, that stage, yeah. But, but back then, I could I just you know maybe because I was only in my twenties or whatever, but I, I just. I'm like, wow, I'm staying up. Jesus, this is on, you know, it's happening. I'm bunking work tomorrow. I'm staying up. That's the end of the story. Yeah. You know, it was life and death back then, but, you know, nowadays, yeah. uh, you know, I'll get it. Jim. Obviously, this is on Channel 4 as well, isn't it? Just I think so, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. the ones on Channel 4 in 2000. Hmm. Which is, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that intro, the uh, the end, mm. the uh, Jim Johnson song, obviously it's a rip-up of the end yeah. by the doors. Yeah. Um, just a slight rip off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those sort of just different enough to not get sued. Yeah, 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 yeah. Noticeable enough so that you'll think it actually is. You know, yeah, wrestling, yeah. Wrestling was good at that sort of stuff. I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, like you said all the intro, the, the wartime imagery and the bombs and the. Yeah. You know, uh, they use that intro that that the end. They use it for uh, quite a few other pay per views going forward as well. Like I think the Armageddon after this, they used it for that. But they didn't. They didn't have an Armageddon in two thousand and one because it wasn't long after um nine eleven. No, so they, no, they changed it to something else. But I think they brought it back a year after and called it Armageddon. Then it's obviously yeah. by a year after they're over it. But but in two thousand and one, <laughs> they're like, no, no, we can't call things Armageddon. A year later, um, they're over it. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Hours, what was that all about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of yeah, sort of sexy ladies into cut into the footage, and then we see all the people in the in the main event, all the participants. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're off. So Jr. and King, of course, on commentary. Yes. Um, and King said he's got a bad feeling about tonight, and I always enjoy the cage having his own sort of music. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. They show the cage and the cage's uh, theme music sort of playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws. And this is this is yeah. super enthusiastic, excitable JR, unlike yeah. the one they will out on AEW who sounds miserable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is this is this is prime JR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He needs to he needs to probably go home and yeah, retire now, I think. Yeah. I found AEW AEW approved massively when they got JR off the main show, basically. He was just killing it at times out there. Yeah. So miserable. Yeah. But yeah, this is Prime JR and Prime King as well, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I, JR is obviously, like, the, the style in AEW is probably not to JR's taste, really, yeah. is it? And he doesn't hide it very well anymore. Does no. It? Like, no. Uh, no. It doesn't help the product, really. No. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so they show uh, Foley on on Heat previously saying that if, if somebody gets seriously injured in the in the main event, he will uh, he will resign. And then Vince turns up with the Stooges, 
and he's got a plan. And obviously, Vince, we'll get to it later on, but Vince wants the match called off because he's worried about the safety of all the wrestlers involved in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the first match then is uh, Heidi Boys and Lita in an intergender six-person tag match against Perry Saturnetti and uh, Dean Malenko. Yeah, it's quality. It's a hell of a good opener. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like an elimination match as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's weird because it's like sort of you forget because you you sort of see modern Hardys are a bit a bit ropey at times. You forget how smooth they were as a team back. Oh the, yeah, they yeah. were incredible, and I think Lita was a help help real help to that package of everything as well. And, uh, yeah, and the radicals, Jesus, it's um, it's like it's, it's the weirdest thing because it's like uh, I think if Saturn was just a few inches taller, I reckon he would have made it basically as a top guy. I'm huge oh, yeah. fan of Saturn. He's a real real good one for me. Yeah, is um I I'd not seen much of his ECW stuff till mm. I started doing this podcast, and we covered a couple of ECW pay per views before. Mm. And seeing him there, you think, well, how how did he not become like a, like a megastar? Because he's mm. got like everything, hasn't he? No, like, just, he's he, quick, he's agile. Yeah, he, he just looks like he could just rip your arms off and beat you to death in a sloppy part, and then stick them back together backwards, and you wouldn't even notice. He, he just looks like a right psychopath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is obviously their attempt to give Dean Malenko some sort of, uh, you know, Hello. character yeah. in there. <laughs> I, I love Dean Malenko. Jesus Christ, there's there's not many Dean Malenko matches I couldn't say I enjoy, yeah. basically. But pairing him up at times with um, as a ladies' man. Yeah. Great idea, you know, it's all, it always works to, to try these things. But they always got him girls that were really tall, basically. <laughs> Malenko. Yeah, yeah. About, Five eight five nine or something. He'd also have these sort of statuesque blondes, and you yeah. think, okay, mate, this just looks a bit sort of you know, <laughs> like the short ass guy at the pub who's pulled for the evening, you know. And sort yeah, of yeah. Right around, like, sure. yeah, come on in, yeah. You know, sort of, I'm sure at some point they change his few music, like a sort of James Bond rip off yes, as well. Can, he, <laughs> he, he goes from <laughs> da, na, 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 to um, da, da, dun, 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 yeah. all that. He, he doesn't do anyone. He doesn't do anyone in like Bond or anything, though. So no, no. Um, but, but yeah, it's amazing to see because obviously the crowd. So if you think about, um, so the radicals have been around for about a year. Yeah. In in WWF, and uh, by this point, Benoit had gone off and started doing solo stuff. I think Eddie had been injured for a bit, mm. um, and then he obviously had the stuff with China earlier on this year as well. Mm. Um, you look at this match and you'd think there's there's nothing to Eddie, is there? It's like yeah, I know, yeah. The crowd hate him as well, don't they? They're booing yeah. him. Eddie sucks. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's not a lot going on for him, which is shocking to look at. I think because mm. what he obviously becomes a little bit later on. Well, it's interesting to see because I I had not seen much of Eddie before his WWE WWF stuff. I, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't really watching WCW back in those days. Sure. Um, we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't really get it, could we, in this country? No, not, not no. Really it's, anyway. um, if you had the Sky channels, you'd get, like, WWE on the German channels with German. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in between you know. porn and... Uh... Yeah, in between, <laughs> you know, sort of these hairy, bushy, fanny pornos, you know. So it was like... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you see him here, and then... You know, the sort, I know it may have ultimately contributed to his demise... But physically, how he looks here, and physically, how he looked sort of two or three years later, 
Yeah, yeah. completely different, don't they? Yeah, they've um, he was. I I never had the pleasure of meeting Eddie Guerrero, but he was always sort of a normal sized human being until he got here and then got really really big towards yeah, the yeah. end. And it's like you know, it was sort of an unnatural big at times. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's, it's like strange seeing him here and he's kind of like just a, you know, a, a regular guy. Yeah, yeah, he's you, would, you wouldn't see him there and think he's going to be a future world champion, would you? No, no. And all the attentions on Malenko being a sort of sleazy woman's man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the stipulation was if Malenko wins, he gets a date with Lita, doesn't he? Yeah, that was to that. It did that the week before on yeah. Raw, I think. And Malenko beat her. And then they had the date, didn't they? And they showed the footage of the date where uh, he was, uh, you know, trying to get his end away back in the hotel yeah. room and then the Hardy Boys attacked him. Which wasn't really, which a really heel move to do, basically. Well, yeah, because technically, <laughs> I think she challenged him, didn't she? Or did he challenge yeah, well, her? I can't remember. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, all I remember was um, sort of like, he's at a bar with her. She's all done. Yeah. Her bangers are half hanging out. And yeah. You know, he's like sort of. It's like a, almost like a sitcom. I think they even have the waiter check please" line in there. Basically. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. That yeah, much of a yeah. sitcom. And they have this whole bit there where basically they go back to a hotel room, and I think he's sitting there. I think he's got his socks on, lying on bed, waiting. For <laughs> she comes out, pulls her robe off, and he's like, "Oh Jesus!" Gets all excited, <laughs> and then sort of yeah. like uh, the lights go out, and then sort of lights come back on, and I think Matt's there, and they beat him up, and they toss a bed over and, and sort of and then throw a drink on the, on the bed or something. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like well, that's a really heelish thing to do. It's like you know, so she cock teases him, you know, yeah. and then those two beat him up. It's like not very nice, is it? You know, it's like, not very nice. No, no. no. I, I, I think that that week was the that that skit was written by like the Carry On team, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so James was on the booking team that week. Um, but yeah, though. Uh, so Eddie Eddie gets limited first, and then Jeff hmm. Hardy. Gets limited. The two the two future world champions get uh, eliminated yeah. straight away. Yeah, it's, it's just, looking back now, that's insane. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Matt eliminates Saturn, and then Terry Runnels gets involved, uh, which distracts Matt, and Dean rolls him up, and then so yeah, Dante Malenko and Lita. Yeah, the two world champions got future world champions go first, and the Heat regulars. Yeah, you know, um, we're closing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Lita, like she was the the first sort of female performer to ever kind of be involved in physical, yeah, yeah. interaction and in matches. Um, but that's been nice to be China, to be fair. Yeah, but China was sort of like a, a sort of she was I don't say a freak. It sounds wrong, but she was like a a, a very different sort of thing altogether. Yeah. She was somewhat more masculine sized or male sized yeah. I think was the first sort of female sized woman to you know to be taking regular bumps and getting involved yeah. in sort of matches and stuff guys yeah oh, yeah cool yeah but obviously Milenko dominates but then he, he keeps refusing to pin Lee and sort of putting their head back up rather than yeah. pin her there and eventually makes a tap to the clover leaf and then uh, yeah, so Malenko wins, and JR calls him the icon of sleaze. And the hardest come down for the save. Michael Cole sneaks in and get a, gets an interview with like a half dead Lita, and uh, says, "Oh, you know, you did really well." And Lita's like, "Oh, I can, I can definitely beat him." So the feud continues. Yeah. Um, Lillian then with Kurt backstage, and Kurt's focused, and uh, Lillian's you know, sort of there, you know. Pushing it that 
Kurt is going to be out of his element tonight in the in the cage, and uh, Kurt thinks Alabama's sort of inbred Hicks, which I mean, well, <laughs> well, you know, they're not saying yeah. anything, but if you've got any fans in Alabama, then uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not in Brad Hicks. Um, they show um a bit of no way out in the the Hell in a Cell match between Cactus and uh, and Triple H. Yeah. Um, which led to Furnace retirement, and we get more of these clips through the night. Going back and looking at old, there's a lot of looking back at Hell in a Cell matches, the history kind of pushing yeah. like how big a thing it is, isn't it? Uh, all the yeah. way through this, so. Um. Right then, so we get the the European champion out now, uh, William Regal. <laughs> yeah. I love this uh, this this you know when he when he came back to WWE after doing the uh, that man's man thing didn't last very long, did it? And he was always. No. I, I always issues. like to see guys get a second chance. Basically, I think it doesn't happen oh, yeah. enough these days. Basically, I think. Um, yeah, and he, he had that the man's man stuff. I think was quite good, but he wasn't. At his best at the time, so it's always nice to no. see him get another shot, basically. And obviously, it worked out because he was there till I think like last year. Or so, and he's probably yeah. going to go back sooner or later by the looks of things. Yeah, I think it's nice so, yeah. to see guys get a second chance anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he um he cuts a promo on the locals about their teeth and their overalls and having sex with farm animals as well. Apparently, um, and but he's interrupted by the local, the local yes. man, Harper Holly. <laughs> yeah. Who get who doesn't quite come out to crickets, but it's no. like, uh, again, Bob Holly's one of those ones for me. I, I have a soft spot for, but when he hasn't got anything going on, the crowd do not really care. And uh, yeah, they weren't considering it's the hometown hero, they weren't exactly going crazy for him, were they? No, it was anything like really emphasizing he's from Alabama, which yeah. got a bit of a reaction from the crowd. Apart from that, it was, it was, yeah pretty dead yeah um but regal had been uh he'd been traded the title a few times with crash holly before yeah. this uh and yeah i mean this is a this is a rematch in survivor series god yeah. I mean, you know we need a rematch of this um and lawley gets his 1950s joke book out and continues bashing the uh the locals from uh alabama yeah um but yeah i mean you get a few you know Regal puts on a few moves, and you can, you can, yeah, you can still tell Regal's technically amazing at this point. And then, like that bow and arrow he puts on him, and makes him sort of uh, mm. makes Holly squeak and uh, squeal. It, uh, it's, um, see, I think I think Regal's works probably more appreciated now, yeah, because uh, because the the bevy of talents come along since um, who can't who just there's only a few people that can do the match Regal can do basically. Yeah. So to speak. And Regal was, his, his style was very sort of unusual for that time. And I think it goes unappreciated. Hmm. But yeah, I, I think it, I think it holds up very well. It's, it's like the, the other night I watched a, I watched the world of sport. I was watching like a Les Kellett match and it's like, like the, the big move in that was like a lateral press. Hmm. That's like 1974. Yeah. And it's like, but the funny thing, I'm sitting there watching it and it's like watching an old movie. It's like, you're still, you still get on in it. You, you you have to kind of readapt your mind back to a lesser time, to a different time, not a lesser, yeah. time, a different time. But you still get it. Basically, it still holds up well, and uh, I quite enjoyed that. It was a weird one. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only it's only like a card filler match. It's nothing like it's a throwaway match, but I thought it was solid for what they didn't do anything too amazing, but it was solid enough. 
Yeah, in that um, that, so the show last week we covered, we covered um, like uh, it was Morris Hunter against um, Bobby Ryan, I think, and uh, and the, the on that show was also uh, Terry Rudge and Marty Jones, yeah, from Broader Sport, and there was um. Pile drivers and things like that. It was like in, it was just like a normal move. It was in. You don't think in nineteen seventy six world of sport people are going to be pulling out. Um, so the uh, I can't remember one of the matches they did. Uh, which it turns out it's a Les Kellett yes. spot. But I so the only person I ever saw do it was um, John Moxley. You know when he goes back through the ropes and kind of oh, propels yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd never seen him do that before. Boy, John Moxley. But apparently it was. It was Les Kellett, but somebody did it in one of these matches and Ken Walton was like, oh, that's uh, a la, a la Les Kellett, that move. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes. but like that kind of, like you said, with Regal, like at this time, I, I, mean, I was watching it at this point, you know, like avidly in 2000. Yeah. Um, and you, we pretty didn't appreciate Regal for what he was at the time. No. But like you said, it's only when people, you know, people like... Um, Brian and uh, so uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Brian Danielson, Moxley, people like that, who've actually came out and spoke about Regal in the press and yeah. pushed Regal for for his. Uh, and now you go back and watch his matches, and you think actually, yeah, like technically yeah. It, was, it was amazing. But at this point, we were just laughing at him for being a pompous English boy, <laughs> weren't we? Really, that was yeah. his thing. There, he was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, this is uh, this is, is is a match, isn't it? Really. Um, and a raven turns up at the end and DDT's hardcore holly. Yeah, yeah, it's uh Raven's another one. Um back at this period, it was like he was like the unsung underground indie hero that you know Vince has just gotta gotta use well and tap into basically. And uh I don't think yeah. he did to be honest. No, not really, no. No. Uh, it's it's a strange one. It's um I always like the Raven Raven stuff, but it's sort of I don't know if anyone really Unless you watch back, I don't, I don't know if anyone would get into it now. I think fans are a lot, a lot more indoctrinated into the work ratey stuff. Hmm. Guys have got over doing less as opposed to guys who don't get over doing more like they do now. I yeah. think it sort of falls by the wayside a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he never really, his, his WCW stuff wasn't particularly great over, was it? He, he seemed to be very much that sort of three, four years in ECW was... Yeah, it's it's like that band that has that one really, really good album yeah. to begin with, but then sort of like can't quite measure up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, so yeah, Regal wins after the interference. Um, and yeah, so we're on to the, uh, another promo backstage with um, Rikishi. Kevin Kelly in, in, interviewing Rikishi and asks if he's, uh, uh, I think Angle and Rikishi and Triple H have formed a bit of an alliance, but on the, on the SmackDown before this, uh, Angle attacked Rikishi and Kevin Kelly asked Rikishi if he's worried about Triple H turning on him. Um, but I mean, this is, it, it, it felt strange at the time, mm. Rikishi getting this push, didn't it? It's, it's sad because... Uh, the, 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 there's very few Samoan wrestlers I don't like, um, but yeah, he just seems a little bit. He just don't look right there, does it? It's it's like 
<laughs> yeah. It's not there, is it? Basically, bless bless him. He's a hell of a hand, but it's just it's just not there, is it? Really, he's not. He shouldn't be in the well, mix, really. You know. I mean, if you think back in his, his sort of WWF career, you know, he yeah. was the he was Rikishi when he'd uh, make a difference. Fatu in the <laughs> like <laughs> in the uh, in the mid nineties, and then the Sultan. Yeah, yeah, the salt with Shiki Baby. And then he got massively over by, you know, dancing in, wiggling his bum and... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just, he's not a top guy, basically. Is the only thing there. No, no, no. And again, there was a lot. If you look at this, when we get to the main event, you've got five of the best ever. Yeah. And in that match. <laughs> And, and Rikishi, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's gonna—he's always gonna look a bit out of place. Um, but yeah, we'll talk a bit more about him later on. Yeah. Um, China, so yeah, China versus Val Venus next in his right to censor phase. Were you, were you a fan of the uh, right to censor? Not in the slightest. I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> good idea, um, but it's—I don't know—something about it just didn't quite sort of resonate with. Me. I, I, look, I, look, I appreciate it a bit more now. Okay, but at the time, it's just. You know, lousy theme music and um, understand. You know, That's the thing. They had to yeah. get rid of. They had, they had to tone the product down a little bit and uh, get rid of um, naughty Valvinus and Godfather. Mm. And tidy things up a little bit. But even still, it's like oh, I don't know. I just you know, where's the mucky movie Val? You know, yeah. <laughs> where's, where, where's Bluey Val? You know, <laughs> as a mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they like obviously the whole thing was you know there was the. Uh, Apparently the parents, the PCC parents television council have been like protesting about all the content WWF have been putting out for the last few years. And this was kind of a bit of a piss take of those. But it's only only wrestling would do that kind of thing of making it into a storyline and putting these putting like a, a, a parody of that on TV. Yeah, it's um, um, I don't know, I think I think it's just sort of it's the wrong bunch of guys as well. Uh, I think I think uh, Ball Buchanan. It was a good idea to put him in there because he had nothing really going on. Yeah. Um, but Val and Godfather are always a welcome part on TV. I think. Yeah, and Stevie Richards was, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it gave him something to do, I suppose. But I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, that me. One thing annoys me of having when you've got stables. Yeah. It's hearing the same music multiple times in the same night. Yeah, even, it's, when, um, even when it's normal music, it can be quite annoying. But when it's that fucking siren going off, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not great, uh, is it? No, it's. I, um, I think back to that forty man. Remember the forty man Royal Rumble? Yeah, and you had uh, the core in there and the Nexus. Yeah, and you heard that. You heard their music. I think they were actually in like matches before the Rumble as well. So you heard like the core theme music about seven times during the yeah. uh, during the theme music uh, during the uh, during the, the the event. So yeah, um, and China. I mean, she's. I think this is just after her Playboy cover mm. had come out, so they sort of played that into the storyline as well. But she was only around for about another six months. I think she got injured not long after this, and then was released. About you know, yeah. her contract was up in two thousand and one. Yeah, um, for for all her faults, because I, I know a lot of people knocked China because her ring work at times was a bit ropey. But mm. 
she was only really an attraction, but it was one of these things that I always felt sorry for her as a person because she never really did anything wrong. You know, it was like Hunter was the one that had the affair. Yeah. She um, was sort of like, you know, shown the door. Yeah. It was just like sort of a life just seemed to go downhill the minute she left that company. So, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, in that sort of 97, 98 time, mm. she was a big, you know, a big part of the TV and a big, a big attraction and a massive star. Yeah. She, she might have been the first, was she the first, I'm not sure if she was the first WWF star to do Playboy. She might have been. Oh, I think Sable did. Sable, Sable probably didn't she? Yeah. But sadly, we never got Sunny, which was the real, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, probably get an uh, for cheap if they want. <laughs> I don't think Playboy. Parade or Razzle or one of the cheap <laughs> yeah. bags will do it, you know. <laughs> Playboy would be up for it now, I think. I mean, cheers. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, She's good friends with uh, with with the worst ever gimmick in history, the one Billy Gunn. At this point. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that later on. Um, but yeah, this is a it's in a gender match with Vow in China. It's not um, yeah. not particularly great, is it? It's about no, anyway, it, I find a lot of this pay per view is it feels like Raw, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the thing. It's it's one of those cards that's built mainly around the whole main event, mm. and because of that, everything else seems a bit of a just sort of there, basically. Yeah, but yeah. That was, that was the formula back then for the B pay per views. It was everything was built around one big main event. And everything was. Oh yeah, there. and yeah. If ever ever an example of a main event sort of loaded up, then this is <laughs> this is an extreme, uh, an extreme example of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Val wins, and uh, with some interference from Ivory, and then trying to try to beat Ivory up, and Val comes back and uh, beats her up a bit more. So, yeah. Um, then we show a bit more of Cactus and Triple H Hell in the Cell. Footage with the burning two by four, uh, two by four, and mm. then Steph and Vince backstage, and Steph is worried about Triple H, uh, but not really concerned that Vince asked for a divorce a few days earlier on, on SmackDown, <laughs> uh, and she wants him to get the match cancelled. So he's going to go out and try and put a stop to it. Uh, we then get probably like a ten minute Undertaker. Yeah, that went on and on and on. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Just, you know, you're trying to sell Undertaker as the big, big bastard dude. You're going to win this thing and that, you know, and the one who's got the experience yeah. in the game. But even still, it's like, what the, what, 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 I, I, did the, did, was someone running late or something? Or was the production stuff? Or was like, I just Again, went on and on and on. This, this half an hour is just basically wasted time. Yeah. So we have the Undertaker promo chatting about his Hell in a Cell memories, like he's retired. <laughs> um, and then we get Vince come out, cut a promo. It's like, this is raw, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Vince is, you know, he's concerned about the wrestlers involved in the match and he's a humanitarian and wants a crowd to stand up and support him. I mean, it's, it's, it's classic Vince stuff yeah, in his time yeah. period, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, you have to separate the art from the artist with Vince, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. obviously the real life yeah. Vince isn't very nice, but... No, no, no. Um, yeah, and he's only, he's only a few months away from having an affair with Trish at this yeah. point. So he's, I mean, Jesus. Um, As you do. As you do, if you're booking the booking the whole thing, then uh, but yeah, more again, more. It's, this feels like trying to trying to tick off 10, 15 minutes of uh, time, to be honest. But yeah, um, and then we get the next match, which is Jericho and Kane, which was a feud. Uh, started off by uh, a cup of coffee being spilt. <laughs> As you do, um, and another rematch from Survivor Series. Yeah, and this is the. He's, 
Yeah. This is Jericho in the Pat Sharp mold, isn't it? You know, from Fun yeah. here in the UK. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a strike because these are some funny looks over the years, Jericho. But yeah, yeah. This, this is this is sort of like it, it's. I always like to see guys um, who you know make it. Basically, I always like to see guys sort of uh, on their way, and Jericho is well on his way at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. When he had the like this summer of two thousand was when he had that sort of mini feud with Triple H. Yeah, Triple H champion when he beat Triple H on Raw and they got the decision got reversed and. Uh, yeah, that was um, that was the summer just gone. But these kind of feel like the two guys left. Yeah, you've got the the six guys in the main event, and it's like these the, these these are the other two guys. Yeah, because could be involved in that. Because Kane's always tied to the hip with the Undertaker in this era, anyway. So it always yeah. struck me odd that he wasn't in there. Yeah, uh, obviously he had to go and make Jericho a star, which it was, it was a good little. Um, Good little effort, I think. I always like the last man standing matches. There's always there's always a lot you can do with them. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you, you miss out on near falls and stuff and and that sort of thing, but there's they always have a sort of, there's a lot of creative things you can do in one in a last man standing. Yeah, because the match starts and they immediately go backstage, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And for some reason Midian's standing there and he gets uh, beat up for, <laughs> for some bizarre reason. What did Midian do wrong? Who did he up there? Yeah. You know, he was just standing there, poor bugger. <laughs> and he wasn't even he wasn't even naked, was he? No, no, he weren't even naked. He weren't no. uh, fucking sunny or nothing. Yeah, weren't, weren't a farm boy, he was just there. Yeah. Yeah. Um Richard probably trying to get a book in, you know, it's like, well, that's that kind of Um but yeah, they end up back in the ring, and it's it's like a, it is a, a pretty sort of back and forth match, and um, uh, they get uh, a chair, and then Jericho hits a low blow, and there's a lion salt on top of the chair. Um, they end up back on the ramp again, then. But I mean, the finish is a bit mm. lame, and it? it is a bit lame. So some a big like construction of about ten barrels. Which is really high, yeah. gets pushed vaguely near Kane, and I he sort of lies underneath I, it. I think with better camera angles, that might. Have oh worked, yeah, but just sort of, it was like, well, Kane was no danger there, was he? Let's be honest. No, no, not at all. No, um, and Jericho wins. Mm, and yeah, Kane's hand sort of pops up underneath the. Which again, if it was, if he'd been chucked under like two ton of rock or something like that, it would look quite good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's. The Fed have done this before. They've done the the hand through the grave and stuff, you know, and yeah. the Michael Myers thing. But this yeah. is just sort of like, you know, come on, guys, a bit more work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you said, the camera work, which I think will come into play a bit later on as well in the main event. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the camera work could be better. Um, yeah, so Jericho wins that. Uh, Coach is then backstage with Mick Foley and... Um, Coach asked him, you know, the, the brutal end of that last match, does that change his attitude about the main event? But uh, Foley says, no, the people want the match. So, <laughs> Foley says, yeah. no, just, shit, mate, what are you watching? Fuck off, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we go to, again, another indicator of the time period. We go to WWF New York, and Shawn Michaels is just jigging around on the stage. Uh, yeah. JR chats him about the first ever Hell in a Cell. Um, but again, this is more filler, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's um because at this point, at this Sean's out at this point, but yeah. I don't think he's injured out. He's just he's sort of like not like Mickey Fanagan out out, but he's out out, isn't he? Yeah, not yeah out, yeah. but he's out out basically. Yeah, you know. So it's like oh, it's like you know, 
why are you out out you know it's like does the hot is the hot period you know well, you, you you can easily get in the top 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 mix here you know why are you out yeah. you know i mean i i think i mean i was assumed i remember like thinking back at the time that he was never coming back no no because um we heard the back was absolutely severely done and all that stuff. Yeah. It was all completely, completely mushed up and that, you know. But then we heard stories of he was training Daniel Bryan in the in the um his wrestling academy. Yeah. And even lost a match to Bill Apter, you know, the photographer. You know, so <laughs> hang on. So, yeah, this was the early days of the internet. I'm thinking, is this is this real or is this just <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know, some Scott Keith bullshit or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was just assumed. Well, I mean, I assumed he, he was never never coming back. But um, and then we get we see some of the the classic Hell in a Cell match, Mankind versus Undertaker in '98. And the yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get shown the the Birmingham Bolts from the XFL, which went well. They hit there. Yeah, went down like a shit in the church, <laughs> didn't it? You know, it's like wow, okay. Um, and then yes, yeah, so we've got the tag title match. So um. Edge and Christian uh, against the 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 World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Bull Buchanan, the Good Father, uh, and then we see uh, K Quick and Road Dog get rowdy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and K Quick is still fucking employed now. I forgot about this. It's incredible. So he'd he'd only just debuted in WWF. Yeah. Uh, and Road Dog got released in January. For yeah, so he was screwed reasons. already in the off. Yeah, yeah, straight away, yeah. Cheers for that. <laughs> yeah, and he still hung around until 2002, but then got released. Yeah. Um, uh, and then came back in whenever. Then done and that. Stayed weird, forever. That weird racist stuff in TNA with the uh, uh, NASCAR driver. That was, oh, no, thank Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we covered. Oh, I can't remember. We covered a pay per view, and it was literally just before he left TNA yeah. to come back. And um, yeah, I mean, his career has been pretty incredible, really. The, I mean, he's probably one of the longest serving people on the roster, aren't he? Well, yeah. It's um, they were, they went for that period in the WF where sort of when I when I first started watching, guys would have like a two year run and then be gone. Yeah, and you'd look at it and think, "Wow, Jesus Christ!" Uh, you know, Repo Man, he were good, weren't he? You know, yeah. But, but now they have they're there for 10, 15 bloody years, and they never leave. Yeah, and it's like sort of like I say, if, if you dip in and out like I do, you'll watch like sort of a rumble and think, "Oh, he's still around. Oh, she's still got a job. Oh, look, here comes Natty Nightline. Here comes Dolph. Yeah, there. yeah. Look, wow, you know, <laughs> it's like a shock at times to see who's still got a bloody job. But what's well, the thing? It's because like there's not even. There's not even that really that many house shows anymore, is there? No, no, there's no. It's so, like, what are they doing? I don't. They, they can't. They can't sit there and think. Oh well, you know, whew, we better not go to Natty Nightheart. She might go to AEW and become a star. You know, or something. Yeah, yeah. No, come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, you're probably signing to be honest. you haven't really got to worry about releasing. You know, fucking unknown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, some of the the undercard guys who aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, again, I can't remember what show it was. We looked it back and I mean, when The Rock came back, um, when he was, you know, doing his stuff with Cena and that. Yeah. His first match back, actually, in WWF for God knows how many years, was it Survivor Series? Yeah. And it was uh, The Rock and John Cena against R-Truth and The Miz. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that wouldn't headline fucking heat nowadays or 
whatever no, weekend no. show is, would it? You know? Yeah. Um, that's, like, that's an opening match, not a main event. Come on. Yeah, yeah. and the, the Dudley boys were the, the last team in. And, and they were faced at this point after feuding with uh, TNA, who turned up a bit uh, yeah. later on. Um, but I, I didn't mind this match. I mean, you've got two good tag teams in this match. Yeah, and then um, got two not so good. It's that it's that, it's that lovely period where it was Edge and Christian, Dudley's and Hardy's, and everyone else basically. Yeah, the tag yeah. team division's hot as hot as fuck basically at this period. Yeah, and yeah. It's 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 just. I remember the Dudleys. I think they went back to ECW at one point for like a night. Yeah, and done a little bit there, but they they were hot as hell in this era. Basically. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So you do wonder why the right to censor were champions, really? But, yeah. It's like, uh, who? What? What fucking happened there? Then? Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. And, and you chuck in, you chuck in. You've got. I mean, the APA come back as well later on, don't they? So you've got yeah, a lot of yeah. mental tag teams around at this point. Um, I, I quite enjoyed this match. Yeah, Again, was, especially um, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian were good. Yeah, I can't um, think of any. Any Dudley, Edge, Christian, Hardy Boys combination matches they ever had that I didn't enjoy. They always no. gave you something nice and new and nice and fresh, but also gave you what you wanted as well. Yeah. I oh, think this, this, the storyline was sort of going on was between the Dudleys and the, the right to censor. So they, um, it looks like Dudley's going to win, but right to censor come back in and sort of get involved and interfere. And Edge, Edge and Christian end up sneaking the, sneaking the win. And, yeah. Uh, and they win the belts for the fourth time, which is nuts in 2000. They've won the belts four times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they were great. Them in, you know, when they, they, it was them in Kurt, Kurt Angle, wasn't it, this period, but like, you know. Oh, T-Mac. Yeah. Quality taking stuff. the mickey out of Kurt and, uh, yeah. Um, and we see Steph, Steph and Triple H backstage uh, and the, the, you know, they mentioned that he recently survives being dropped in a car from 40 feet. Um, and then he recalls his previous Hell in Cell matches, but he wants to risk it all to get his title back. Uh, and then we see more Hell in a Cell action from Cactus and Triple H again for 2000. Uh, and then, oh, the one Billy Gunn. <laughs> Love the music, but... Yeah, I mean... Oh. So I look back to work out why he was called the one Billy Gunn. And it was yeah, and that was yeah, related to died. right to censor as well. Yeah, right to censor. there is about it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Different. So him and uh, him in um, China lost a match to right to censor. No mercy. And the stipulation was he had to change his name if uh, if he lost. Couldn't call himself Mister Ass anymore. So uh, he was briefly called Billy G, and then changed it to the one Billy Gun. Billy G was that during his like his, his jazz phase, was it? <laughs> like Kenny G, you know, it's like yeah. But it's 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 one of those kind of I don't know if it's a mystery or not, but one of those kind of things where he, you know, he was uh, a great tag team wrestler. Yeah. And then he even won the King of the Ring, didn't he? In nineteen. Yeah, they, they 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 had a period from like ninety six onwards where every six months Billy Gunn would get a singles push. Yeah. And then yeah. by about the seventh month, it's like, eh, maybe not. And then yeah. he'd re- reunite with whatever tag team partner he had back then. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he, um, he wasn't, he wasn't King of the Ring. I think he wrestled the Rocket SummerSlam. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, he already kissed my ass match. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Ross has the greatest call of all time where he says, The Rock, forcing Billy Gunn to kiss that fat woman's ass. <laughs> the greatest thing ever because it's just, I remember I watched that live with friends and we all nearly died because it's just so yeah. completely out of the blue, you know, a call. And, and then, <laughs> yeah. Matthew. And I think after that, about three weeks later, he just reformed the New Age Outlaws again. He's like, yeah, again, it's back it's, to being a tag wrestler. Yeah. Again, like I say, every six months or so around this period, they get the idea to push Billy Gunn, you know, yeah. and, um, then sort of kind of go, nah, maybe not. And here he fights Benoit and we'll ignore the hmm. personal stuff with Benoit because yeah. there's only so many hours in a day. But um, yeah, with Benoit, it's like, Benoit's the best in the world at this point. If you can't have a good match with Benoit, then you're screwed. Mm. This wasn't that good. No, it wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, JR is disturbed immediately because um, he's got two earrings in. Right. Billy Gunn. And and Lawler is like, well, what does that mean? And JR, he's not sure, but he's, he's just not... Uh, it doesn't doesn't uh, pass favour with JR, a man with, with, man with two earrings. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I mean, this is yeah. He he basically beats beats him up, doesn't he, Benoit? Yeah. Um, and yeah, is one guy this you know, this the best one of the best in the world, and then there's there's, yeah. there's the one Billy Gunn. Um, but the uh, we get some selling from. But to be fair, he sells pretty well, and he's selling. Yeah, it's, he's it's selling not an awful good. match. It's not like no, you know, the shits or nothing. It's just it's a Billy Gunn singles match. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually, I mean, he gets his finisher, he hits his finisher on Benoit, and Benoit kicks out it too. So, I mean, that's yeah, that's, not a great sign, is it? No, that that, that more or less says you're not the same <laughs> yeah. tier here, doesn't it? Basically, you're a yeah. tier below the guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a cross face and then another cross face, and then Benoit gets the but I think that might be his first, that might be his first run as a singles champion, Benoit. Possibly, I'm not going to look it up because I don't care. Well, I think it may have been winning the IC belt in in 2000. He was around; these they came in, yeah, late '99. So he might have won the IC title at some point during the summer. Yeah. I can't remember, but no, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Google Chris Benoit right now. Whatever you do, no, 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 no. It's too late in the evening for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had a drink as enough as it is. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, JR is worried also this match as well. He's worried about um but no, they, they speak to after the match is JR and Stone Cold. JR is worried. He woke up in the middle of the night worried about Austin and the hand the cell match. And yeah. Poor old JR. That's so weird, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but Austin's focused on winning the match, so uh so we get the we get the women's championship match now, which isn't really much of a, a match, but it's Molly yeah. Holly, Trish. Trish, who's not actually a wrestler at this point, is she? No. And Ivory. Yeah, the women's, it's, I mean, the WF's not exactly shimmer or nothing, but um, now, even now, but back yeah. then, women's matches were just fluff. They were throw, throwaway fluff. Yeah. Very pretty throwaway fluff at times, but fluff. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, and this is about two minutes as much. And it's basically yeah. two heels against Molly, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I mean, Tr- Ivory wins. Molly powerbombs Trish, and Ivory comes in and sort of chucks her out the ring and pins Trish, and, and that's it. But then TNA comes down, tests an Albert. Yeah. 
um, and threaten Molly. But Crash comes to the uh, comes to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crash Molly comes to the rescue. Ooh, so in in my head, I thought that, again that Crash and Molly were um, you know going out with each other. It was Spike, wasn't it? it was Spike and Molly, because Crash yeah, and Molly yeah. are related, aren't they? Yeah. So they may still have gone out. You never know. <laughs> I mean, they're from Alabama. Well, I know Bob Holly's from Alabama. I'm not sure if his if his uh, cousins are from Alabama as well. But I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of, probably. Um, but the APA came out to make the save. Yeah, yeah. It always good. A big, they're, they're, a big they're, reaction. They're one of those teams that, again, I don't, I don't think get that get enough get enough respect in retrospect because they're, yeah. they're really quite good and they're very convincing yeah and, uh, it was a right old hoss fest you know yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they, fun, bit, fun bit too i think yeah yeah it was good to see them come back and then they beat up uh yeah they beat them up so right then so uh yeah we're, we're at the at the main event we get rock first actually we show uh, a rock oh. promo with kevin kelly and it's his first hell in a cell match yeah um and he says he's ready. Um, yeah, so so we're off. We get a hype video then with uh, Foley talking about all the crazy stuff that's happened over the past year. So people getting attacked in hit and run accidents and people being dropped from 40 feet in cars and Foley in all his wisdom decides the best way to solve it all is by chucking everybody in a hell in a cell. Which makes perfect sense in pro wrestling, doesn't it? You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, vehicular homicide, uh, you know, mutilation, yeah. fire, rape, yeah. whatever, you know. Oh, we'll get him in a match. Why not? Yeah, chuck him in there. Yeah, uh, but then we see obviously Vince return to disagree, try to convince people to pull out, but then on Raw, the the, the Raw before this, all the faces uh, hit their finishing moves on Vince, um, and they were uh, were not in the same opinion as Vince. Yeah. Uh, we get some more Hell in a Cell hype, and this was the seventh ever hell in a cell match now another another test for you steve can you name the uh the previous six hell in a cell matches to this oh i can have a go uh sean and undertaker uh-huh um mick and undertaker yep kane and undertaker yep uh what's that that's free that's uh, foley and triple h uh-huh that's four uh, there's a Steve Austin one, isn't there? I'm going to look at my so I can check. <laughs> there's one which everybody forgets. Oh, of Starbucks. course. Uh, we, uh, big boss man, uh, Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The boss man gets hung, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's that now? About... That was five. I think there's one more. Oh, and it is. Oh, I mean, yeah, you won't remember this one. So we've got Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. You've got yeah. Undertaker Mankind. You've got um oh Mankind versus Kane. Yeah, I said that, yeah. On Raw. And the one you haven't got is I don't even remember this one even happening. Uh was Undertaker and Stone Cold against Mankind and Kane on Raw. In a, I know it's a Steve match. Austin one. I know that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, 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 yeah, the boss man one to when everybody 
which was brilliant because you know we'll, we'll, we'll go with kayfabe they've hung a man and then yeah. the following night of raw he's just got a bit of a neck pain <laughs> it's like well no hang on <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, so the soul comes down with his, his free music. The first man at Triple H. So, like you said earlier, he spent yeah. uh, this the best part of this year being the top yeah. heel. Honey, and being this, the man. Is, uh, this, this is pre Motorhead Triple H. This is uh, yeah. that's that one, isn't it? Like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, yes, yeah, so he he's, uh, started the year as a champ and feuded with Foley. Yeah. Having that match at Hell in the Cell, uh, Hell in the Cell, No Way Out. Um, retain the title at WrestleMania 2000 mm. in the four, you know, the the McMahon versus McMahon versus McMahon match with, uh, I think, um, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a weird combination because obviously Austin was injured. It was a rock, Triple H, uh, yeah. big show in Foley, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. Vince, uh, Vince turned on the rock, didn't he? Yeah. There's like advertising material that was supposed to be Jericho instead of Big Show. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, traded the belt with The Rock during the start of the year. I had that brief feud with Jericho. Um, and then there was the whole love angle, uh, love triangle with um, Steph and Kurt Angle and Triple H, which was this year. Uh, he briefly sort of turned face for a little bit. Only yeah. Like two or three uh, weeks. Uh, yeah. After the angle stuff. And then it was revealed that, um, so there was a match, I think it was after... After Austin had wrestled Rikishi at No Way Out, I think it was um, the night after. I think Triple H beat Ben Wilder like, in No Way Out. And the night after on Raw, Rikishi and Angle were beating up Triple H, uh, but were beating up Austin. And Triple H came out for the save, uh, but then attacked Austin and then revealed that it was him that was behind the whole Rikishi running them over. Because. Mm, Rikishi did it for the rock. He did it for the island. Yeah. He did it for the people. And yeah. Somehow it magically evolves into Triple H. Getting involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, Triple H get, gets involved in everything this year. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every storyline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, yeah, at Survivor Series, he, he should have died in a, in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, God yeah. bless that man. What a lucky yeah. man. Uh, Rikishi out next to so that. Like you said, yeah, he, he did it for the rock. In my head, that was. I, I, that was only in September of yeah. 2000. Um, so, but there was never any. Again, it was it was out of nowhere completely, wasn't it? Yeah, it's because I, I remember sort of this at the time. I just got online, and all the dirt sheets and all that were reporting that the hit and run person was going to end up being Scott Hall. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I convinced myself at that point that anything less than Scott Hall was going to be a letdown, but I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that big of a fucking letdown. You know? So it's like, <laughs> oh come on, you know. And again, I, I, I love Keish, but it's just he isn't a top guy. There has been. I mean, in like, the whole thing about him doing it for the Rock. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, in it's a way, like, it's a good connection, but somehow winds up being Triple H all of a sudden. Who put yeah, on. that kind of yeah, let it down a bit. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he had a match with Austin and Austin came back at No Mercy and then he cost Rock the title against Angle uh, the same night. Um, and they wrestled at Survivor Series, which Creasy lost. And then obviously after this match, he kind of slid back down. Like I, I got no recollection of this at all. 
But in early 2001, he briefly teamed with a returning Haku. Yes. Remember that? I, I, I do, I do for all, all the wrong reasons. I remember because um, Paul Heyman had just joined the commentary booth yeah. and he delivers the immortal. Like, they're talking about how tough these Samoans are. And yeah. Heyman turns around and says that, you've got to remember, JR, these men, these kind of men, these men, they eat their young. And it's like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Come on. <laughs> in, in, two, in the year 2000, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're far yeah. removed from grass skirts and chewing, you know, bamboo, you know? It's like. What he did talk about in this match, I think he takes a few heavy shots, Rikishi, and they say, you know, a few shots to that that hard head of uh, Rikishi. So they're not too far removed from, you know, no. uh, everybody from. Uh, they're still wild boys, from... but they're not total savages. Like uh... no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think that he got injured, and then I think he returned later on as a face again, back in his old kind of you know bum slapping gimmick. Yeah. Um, and then we get Kurt out next, so he he'd only been in WWF for about a year at yeah. this point. Yeah. That's... Uh, and he's always talked about as being. Never, never at anyone. When they signed him, Morton, he knew he was going to be technically amazing in the ring. But for somebody like that to kind of, you know, obviously had all the technical skills, but he, in in the course of that year, so obviously he debuted. Then he was doing the stuff with Edge and Christian, and the stuff with Steph and Triple H, and how he managed to kind of get his personality sorted as well in that year. Is a, a perfect combination, really, Angle, wasn't he? Yeah, and he only got better. That's the mad, that's the mad thing. Yeah, he really got better. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think the last year, the last year was a bit rocky, and I really hated the fact his last match was against Baron Bloody Corbin. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, he never really plummeted. Basically, he was always at least solid towards the end, if nothing else. Yeah, I don't think anyone remembers that last year in. Nah. WWE, do they really? Not no. really. It's sort of like the no. It's, it's the retirement year, basically. Yeah. The, yeah, the Mayfair year, essentially, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but it's funny how less of a threat he looks with hair. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I always thought I always thought his character always reminded me of uh, is it was it Carlton Banks from uh, Fresh Prince? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought his character was sort of. I was watching the Fresh Prince show and I thought, oh my god, there's so many. Angleisms here, basically from this yeah. era, anyway, because this is this isn't even ankle lock Kurt or you know, anything. This no. is sort of the dangerous dork Kurt, basically. This is yeah. the, the killer Kurt, essentially. No, no. Chronicle. Yeah, I mean, he was um, yeah, until he got shaved bold, mm. he was kind of like that, like you said, the dorky kind of uh, you know, uh, geeky innocent sort of character but then obviously then he got his head shaved he turned into a fucking yeah 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 wanted to have bestial sex with Booker T's wife that time yeah yeah um but yeah so he uh yeah he won a title in yeah uh in No Way Out beating The Rock uh, No Mercy when uh, Rikishi interfered um but he, he I think he started the year being he was the Intercontinental Champion the European Champion for a bit and then there's the stuff with Edge and Christian and the Triple H and Steph uh, bits. But I can remember when he won the title, we, I think we watched that. We Maybe we recorded it because it was on Channel 4 and watched it the next day. And it was me and like a few of my mates watching it. And we celebrated like fuck when uh, Kurt Angle won because we all loved him. Because again, he was that kind of, 
you know, we were probably in our early twenties and we yeah. loved all the all the you know people like Regal, the 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 the, the, the funny sort of heel characters. Yeah. Uh, and for him to beat The Rock was was hilarious. Uh, yeah, um, I think he held it until I think by WrestleMania he lost it to The Rock because the WrestleMania was Austin and The Rock, wasn't it? In yeah. 2001, oh, which is when um, he turned when at the end. Austin turned heel. Um, yeah, Ginger Undertaker at next uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with his Limp Biscuit theme music. Yeah, uh, I didn't like this. If you if you look back at this time, like the 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 because people talk about then they they like the American badass sort of mm. Undertaker thing. It, I mean, it, it was something different, I suppose. But he was much in my eyes. He was much improved when he turned heel and cut his hair. And yeah, was like the yeah, he's noticeably quite big here as well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's kind of chunky and uh, moves pretty slow. I think you know he looks old in this match. Yeah, he, he didn't look. I don't think he was. That, I think he was only like no. but he didn't look like the Undertaker of old. Didn't no. look like the Undertaker of old at least. Yeah, and uh, it's hard to take someone seriously as a badass biker when they're listening to Limp Biscuit anyway. You know, so it's like I know. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. listening to something yeah. a thirteen-year-old girl would listen to. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it don't scream tough guy to me. You know. <laughs> No, no, and he had his hair like a little kind of like almost like in a ponytail, and he like, but like in a, <laughs> how I do my daughter's hair for school, like, uh, <laughs> a little, so, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, so, uh, and if you remember back, so when he wrestled the uh, Angle with Survivor Series, that was, uh, I forgot about this, but that was when he he thought he'd pinned Kurt Angle, but actually, yeah. it was. Angle's brother who rolled out <laughs> rolled underneath the ring and yeah, uh, pinned Eric Angle instead. That's cool. Eh? I like that. Yeah, by mistake. Um and then it rocks the next next face out. So yeah, he you know, he was the top baby face yeah. in Austin's absence. Obviously, Rikishi ran Austin over for the rock. So uh it got him over. Um and then Austin's last man out, he came back in September after the next surgery, uh, and he was out for ages when he yeah, um, that was a strange year, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And then he's back for, what? So he came back in September, mm. and then by April, they turned him heel. <laughs> so, Which just sort of, that was so yeah. poorly timed, you know. It was a shocker. It was well done, because it, it shocked you, and it's like, oh, okay, Jesus, he wants turn the old group. Well, that's, that's different. But it yeah. just, it didn't really feel right. No, I remember when I was sort of going through this. You think to that after that after that turn, mm. he had a brief run when it was him and Triple H, wasn't it, together? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the two man power trip thing. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see cause Triple H got injured in that match. That was that match on Raw. It was um, Jericho and Benoit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's quality. Yeah, isn't it? yeah it's a great little match. Yeah, mm. yeah. But Triple H's quad just exploded in it like mid <laughs> mid match. Um, yeah, but that would have been interesting to see where that would have... I mean, you know where it would have gone. They'd have ended up feuding, I suppose. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so Austin goes straight for Angle, who's sort of hanging around outside the cage. And then, uh, yeah, they're all in there. And then uh, that's the thing with, with a six-round match. Everyone kind of gets to pair off, don't they? Yeah, it's 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 good because um, a lot of people complain about scramble matches and multi-matches and that, you know, because anytime there's a fall, it's broken up. But everyone everyone gets all their stuff in and there's no yeah. real 
there's no real break in action, basically. You know, it's like yeah. you get enough time to sort of breathe and catch yourself as a fan and, and react to it and stuff. But yeah. you don't, there's no chin locks, there's no rest holds, there's no long periods or anything like that. No. Uh, and you can rotate, can't you? You can yeah, yeah, you change can partners and, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's I always like these sort of matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so similar to the, you know, the War Games match on the, on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you've, like you said, we've got five of the best ever and, you know, and, and Rikishi. Yeah. Um, but they all, I mean, again, Triple H shoves his ass off in this match. Uh, he blades nice and early as well in that spot where he, I mean, Austin's beating the hell out of him. And then when he, he's kind of raking his head around the, running around the cage, raking his head, but his head's nowhere near the cage. <laughs> it looks a bit crap, but uh, I mean, the the visual of him with the blood pouring down his face and he's running around the cage, sort of just like a cheese yeah. grater, just running his face around the outside of the cage. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the direct, we, we don't get the muter scale in a direct much, basically. No, no. So, you know, they're a bit more conservative, a bit more safer and stuff, but... Yeah, I think it was sort of like everyone bled in this. I think except for Keith, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah, instead. And it all looks good, but it's just sort of I don't know. It just feels like there's just not enough blood in a way. I don't. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a combat zone fan or nothing. It just feels like there's just a little less space. Someone they're just not sort of bleeding enough. If you get my meaning. Well, I think they, they obviously in this in the build up to the main event they hyped up the hell in the cell and they showed all the stuff which happened previously in the hell in the cell and they get to a point it's like well what what can they possibly do which is going to be as extreme as what they've as what i mean i suppose it goes back to foley doing that you know that one spot in a match against undertaker he'd repeated similar yeah, for that and the it was a sad thing because um i think the fans expected a big bump on every hell in a cell match yeah because of it yeah. and uh I think there's later on there's like Hunter versus Jericho in a cell and it doesn't have the big bump. And I think it's the first one where they don't have the big bump. Yeah. And the crowd are a bit deflated because of it. But again, you couldn't keep doing the big bump because you're gonna well no, you're gonna kill someone. You know, that's yeah. Basically. And again, they end up doing the well, so the Vince and the the Stooges come out on a flatbed truck full <laughs> of it says um it, it says kennel, kennel litter on the uh on, on those uh i mean it looks like you know hay or fucking chippings or something doesn't it on yeah. the back of this truck for some reason you know for some reason they, they come with a truck full of fucking feathers um and they try and pull the cage down with the truck so they hook the hook the hook the truck up to the cage and try and pull it apart but the door comes off which means everybody spills out and escapes yeah the phone comes down and stops vince and vince gets taken away by the uh by the police, but the, the 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 trucks left quite conveniently by the side of the ring. So uh, yeah, yeah, um, and then yeah, they all get yeah, they all end up outside the ring, and everybody ends up bleeding. So Austin goes through the window of a car, doesn't he? Um, yeah, it's um, it's the thing. It's these um, these walkabout brawl thingies were sort of a staple of the era. And yeah. um, on the one hand, I remember everyone used to complain, "Oh, why don't you keep it in the ring and just have a work rate match?" And it's like. You know, uh, you always, that was always a complaint, but these ma- they, they hold up well, these sort of mad silly car wreck matches. Yeah. You know, they, they really, you can repeat watch them years later, like we have, and they hold up perfectly well. So I was thinking, well, there's some, you know, merit to them then, I guess. 
Yeah. I mean, this is the first time I watched this back, I think, since I watched it originally. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for it was, I think it's 30, 30 plus minutes. And mm. it, it flew by watching it, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, I haven't done a lot of these shows. Some of these main events are, uh, are fucking sure to be honest whereas this is kind of uh this flew by really um but everybody ends up so i think there's a few nasty looking chair shots as well yeah yeah. um i'm sort of watching it i was watching it earlier i'm thinking they're on top of the cage at one point yeah uh undertaker's a a, a very big man rikishi's a very big man yeah no one has sort of like you know Johnny Gargano or nothing. They're all very, very big men, basically. And they're on this chain link fence. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> you've got to be like, they're, they're, they're walking really gingerly on these beams. Yeah. They know the beams aren't going to give way, but it's still, it's like, you're looking at thinking, and half dodgy, you think about it. It must have reinforced it a lot since, um, you know, previous events. Um, yeah. For all those guys to be up there, mm. but they, uh, yeah. I mean, we end up. Everybody gets up on the uh, up on the cage, don't they? But it goes down to I think Austin and Triple H are the first two to get up there, mm. um, and then Undertaker and Angle, and eventually Rikishi and Rock get up there. And you see, don't you, did you see it? So Undertaker obviously ends up with a chair, mm. but there's like two or three. I think he gets the the ring announcer or the, he gets the the, the the timekeeper to chuck him a chair up, and I think he has three or four attempts. And eventually he gets up, but he launches the cup up and it doesn't quite make it. But I think eventually he chucks it up there. You can see in the background, Undertaker stood at the edge and you can see someone lobbing a chair up. It doesn't quite reach the uh, reach the ring. But Rikishi gets hold of the chair and kills everybody with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Some, some pretty nasty shots in there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Pretty savage. But ends up Undertaker and Rikishi. Um, and I mean, everybody probably listened to the show has seen the spot, but uh, Rikishi ends up going off the, the cage uh, onto the truck full of feathers, and um, it doesn't. Did you see the? Um, it reminded me of the in the in the pandemic. The AEW they did the blood and guts match, didn't they? With Jericho went off the yeah off the cage, and it was just yeah. like like you said earlier in the K match. If you film it correctly, it, it, it will look fine. But similar yeah. similar of that AEW thing, it was like it was a it was a good spot. But if you, you know, if you film it wrong, it looks a joke, doesn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a shame because shooting wrestling live must be a bloody nightmare anyway. Yeah, yeah. You've only got to miss one thing or get a wrong angle on something and it just falls apart. Yeah. But you sort of look at it and think, this thing, this thing especially is kind of dangerous, you know. Um, I mean, obviously they, you know, protected Rikishi as much as they could with probably having a crash mat under there and stuff. And yeah. we know AEW had crash mats on top of cardboard and stuff. Yeah, you can see them pretty much. Maybe they yeah, <laughs> that so, yeah, yeah that's bad. But there's only things like, it's still an element of danger there and anything could really go wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just look at it and think, well, you know, when you're not even making it look good on the production end, it's like, oh, this just, it just, it, it all falls apart, I think. And it was even yeah. like, even like the, the it, it was almost like, it was like he was thrown off, was it? It was. Yeah, it's like well, it's like JR was like it's a joke slam. It's always more like a push on the throat. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean JR sells it like he's dead, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look great. And that's the thing. If you if you're going to paint yourself in the position where you need to do these spots, um, 
Uh, not everybody's Mick Furley, are they? No, true. Um, it's one of these things. Um, obviously, you know, Keish done it because he obviously wanted to be in that top spot and wanted to be up in yeah. the mix. And sadly, that didn't really work out. But yeah, you know, you know, give the big bugger tr- credit for trying to. Oh yeah, I mean, geez, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, but then I mean, the match kind of livens up a bit after that. So you get down. I think the first two back in the ring are Austin and Rock, and they're probably going at it. Um, you get attempted people's elbow by the rock, but it kind of breaks down. Triple H gets in the way, stunner to rock, but mm. uh, Austin goes for the pin and Triple H foils him and angles dead, but he just kind of pops his arm out and puts it over the rock and, and gets the, gets a sneaky pin. Yeah. yeah it's, to it's, retain. It's good. Cause everyone's protected, which is yeah. nice. And, um, no one's fed to the wolves either. And it's obviously sort of like, you know, we can continue this tomorrow and every week for the next Dillmania, essentially. So yeah. it all worked out quite well. And again, for a B pay-per-view, you don't expect the yeah. finale, basically, do you? No. So you get the get the feel-good moment because Angle gets up celebrating Austin and gives him a stunner just to, yeah. just to finish it off. So. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of people said this kind of cemented Angle is a, it's like a mate, a proper, like, you know, obviously they give him the royal title, <clears throat> but being in the company of, of, you know, in this sort of company, uh, it sort of cemented him as, you know, he's a proper, you know, main event guy. And, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I would we'll, we'll go forward to, we didn't have, if you back, he didn't. So when was it, the invasion was 2000 and, that was a few months later, yeah. Yes, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose he won titles later on that year, didn't he? When he, yeah. when he had the old WCW, WWE thing. But um, but yeah, so he was kind of like a made man almost from, from yeah. there onwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, from 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 Invasion onwards, he was sort of sorted, but there was a few ropey bits there where it was like, sort of, you know, he was the champion, but he wasn't getting the definitive wins as such. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even like this, like you said, he was. This was a uh, like the pay per view before he he managed to trick the Undertaker into pinning his brother yeah. Josh Stepperson. This one, he you know picks the scraps and just sneaks a victory. Which for his character, mm. he's he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but he probably is the the cleverest and the most sort of yeah, he's you know, sort of resourceful. So, uh, yeah, he got he got only end. That's the main thing. Yeah. Right, we get to the point in the evening now where we do the uh, we do the the Dave Meltzer ratings oh, got for it. the match, and we'll get the Steve Pearson ratings for the match as well. And we'll see how similar they are to Dave Meltzer's ratings. So this is a bit of a a personality test to how similar you are to Dave Meltzer. Oh well, wow. so good luck. So uh, so the the opening match, so the the six person tag match. What would you give that, Steve? Are we going five stars? Are we going out of ten? Yeah, we're going with stars. We're going out of stars. Yeah, I'll give that a solid, a solid three and a bit, I suppose. Oh, so Meltzer gave that two and a quarter. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Regal versus Holly. Uh, I, I, I give that. I give that two and a bit. Okay, that got one and a quarter. Yeah. So you're doing all right so far. You're doing all right. Uh, Val Venus versus China. One. 
and I got half, half a star. So I, I refuse to use the word dud. I always hate it when he <laughs> a match dud. I always find it insulting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Jericho and Kane. I'll give that three, I suppose. Oh, you're you're very generous, mate. <laughs> I got two. You give that two. It's a Friday. Uh, We're recording on a Friday. The week, yeah, week yeah. is over. It's a free. We both had a drink. Yeah. Um, the tag title four-way match. Uh, I'll, I'll give that free. It's got you know some merit to it. You know. Okay, I was two and a half. Uh, so um, the one I think we should knock stars off with the one Billy Gunn. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn versus Chris uh, Benoit. Two point five. Two and a half. Two. Yeah. Two. So yeah, I mean, even off of the, the ladies match, which I think that got um, uh, one half. I got. I, I don't. I, again, I'm not going to say dud. <laughs> I refuse to say dud. Yeah, I was surprised I didn't get that to be honest because it wasn't anything, was it really? No. And then the main event. Oh, the main event. Um, I'd say four, four and a half. Wow. Okay. So that was the one which uh, Dave was more enthusiastic about than uh, than you were. I mean, that's for this time period. That's. Yeah, yeah. You don't get many four or four and a halfs in WWF. No, from, no, uh, no. From Meltzer, so. It's almost I mean, fuck Dave Meltzer anyway. So. Oh, I guess so. It's almost like he's biased or something, isn't it? Or paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Possibly, yeah. These yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. So, yeah. <laughs> Overall, then, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed the main event. Yeah. A lot. Um, but the rest of the card, really, was was could have been on Raw, couldn't it? Yeah, it was um again the the B pay per views are yeah like, yeah they're, they're yeah. like well, mid season finales or something they're not exactly you know they're functional I guess yeah at the end of the day they're not exactly yeah very few very t- very few times a few ends or starts on a B but would this do you think it was better for having all these guys in one match or would you have preferred a variation of I you think know, three different just, matches. I think if you took Rikishi out and put anyone else in there, it would have improved things. Yeah. yeah. You just, there's no way Rikishi was winning this one. That's the main thing I took away. No, no, no. I suppose, like, they, they played it up in the, in the match, and they, that he was the, it was almost like justice for him, Ronan Austin over. Mm. It was him going off the, going off the side of the cage and that was kind of him getting his comeuppance. So storyline, it made sense for him to be in there. Um, but yeah, did it really make sense for him to be in that storyline at all in the first place? I don't know, but... It just, it's just, you know, it's like, Keish, you're not winning this, mate. Just Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, that's one of those things that if they would have done something with him afterwards, it probably would have stood up a bit better, wouldn't it? But just because he kind of had this brief four months when he was involved in the main event picture and then just went back to being what he was before. But he still, I mean, to be fair, they still do that now. Don't yeah, they? true. You know, recent world champions spring to mind where they've been world champions for five, six months after getting that position from pretty much nowhere. And then they go back to nowhere after being world champion for five, six months. So. But there we go. Right. So um, that's about it. We'll, uh, I just, you know, thanks everybody for listening and for joining us this week. Uh, a couple of more shows to go before the end of the series. And we've got some Christmas specials coming up as well. Go and check out uh, all these link Black Lakes and go and check out the um, Spotify playlist from us. Um, obviously, go and check out Steve's two books. And where can people find you on Twitter, Steve? Uh, you can find me on Amazon. 
Yeah. Uh, both UK and uh, US. I've also got T-shirts on uh, PWTs. Uh-huh. Quite a coup getting on there, actually. You know? Yeah. Uh, again, you, if you go to PWTs and type in Wrestling Noir, you'll find both shirts on there. Uh, I'll be honest, I've um, slacked off on promoting stuff for a while because I've had personal issues, but... You know, or pr- personal demons, as they call them in wrestling business. But um, yeah, I'm gradually getting back into things now. So, uh, you know, I'm still going to write another, at least another eight books. I've got just endless ideas of stories to go with this. Yeah. Stuff. So I'm still going to be doing stuff going forward. Uh, so, yep. If you go to Amazon and just type in Wrestling Noir, you will find both my books on there. Definitely. Definitely. Um yeah, mate, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure chatting to you. Will uh, I'll get you to pick a song for us to uh, to play out on tonight? A wrestler theme, one of your favourites. Uh... Well, in the spirit of this show, um, uh, obviously Billy Gunn didn't quite uh, no didn't, didn't quite have a great match tonight, and the one Billy Gunn wasn't exactly the best gimmick. But I always loved that theme song. Okay. So if we could end on that, I'd be very happy. We'll end on that. We'll end on that. So we'll be hearing that in a minute. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening. And we shall be back next week with Starcade 1990. Are you a fan of 1990 era NWA? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I say for the uh, I don't say the cutoff points. I still watch now, but yeah, for me, when I stopped watching completely regularly it was around 2010. So yeah, whole, yeah. it's like a 20 year period where I, I, I watched religiously. Yeah, yeah. So the Black Scorpion was rubbish, wasn't it? It was, it was, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be nice because it is the end of the week and I've had a lovely week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you know? and, and the show, talking about it next week, would be fantastic, though. So that's the main thing. Oh, Tune in sure. for that. Yeah. Right, here we go. So we'll, we'll play it with the, the one Billy Gunn, a few music, and we'll be back next week. Cheers, guys. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Oh